Alrighty, what is going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses a safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes on the world of WWE, AEW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's, oh, man, today's interesting episode about the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> episode number 61 and, my god, this uh, weekly recap of the 49ers latest game it's gonna be a tough one to get through and I know it, it happened almost a week ago probably by the time you're listening to this a week ago already but it is still still a tough pill to swallow so we're gonna be talking about uh, the Arizona Cardinals whooping all over the 49ers candy asses in week 9 not to mention the fact the the G League, the practice squad Cardinals. Yeah, whooping over the 49ers who had all their starters, who had everybody in week nine. Then we're going we're gonna talk about the game, all the winners and losers, and trust me, there's a lot of losers in this one. And all the takeaways from this game, and we're gonna be talking about the potential Monday Night Massacre, the sequel. That is the LA Rams traveling to take on the 49ers in week 10. So, as you all know, you already know what to do. We're just going to jump right into it. Um, I usually do my spiel and all that, but we're just going to jump right into it. So, if you like what you hear or see on this show, make sure to subscribe. Turn on the notification bell. Um, If you're watching it on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio side of things, make sure you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and Google Podcasts. And follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at VeryColdLasagna. So let's get right into this uh, this uh, very, very dreadful, this very, very embarrassing, even more embarrassing than week seven, that super soaked, wet, offensive, and not in a good way performance by the 49ers. This, this week was dreadful. This was stupid. This was very, very, like, embarrassing, like, I'm, I'm probably going to say that word a lot on this show because that's the only word I can describe it. Um, this week nine game against a G League Arizona Cardinals that didn't have Kyler Murray going to this game. That didn't have DeAndre Hopkins in this game. They didn't have AJ Green in this game. All they had was Colt McCoy, James Conner, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. That was pretty much the G League Cardinals. And also to mention the fact that J.J. Watt um, was already out for the season. And yet, the 49ers got their ass whooped. So, heading into this game, um, we already mentioned the fact that the Cardinals um, were already, you know, shorthanded. And they just lost their first game of their season. Um, heading into it against the Green Bay Packers. Thanks to A.J. Green selling the game on a last-minute interception. Meanwhile, for the 49ers, you know... They were riding high. They finally snapped a four-game winning, uh, losing streak against the Chicago Bears, you know, because the Bears were t- playing their typical Bears football. Yeah, at the very end of the game, and which was a surprisingly kind of competitive affair. Um, so they moved up to three and four. Um, and you kind of saw, like, you know, the best games of the season from Elijah Mitchell and, hell, even Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, who I shitted on all season long and pretty much last season too. And Kyle Shanahan had, you know, had a decent game. He coached a pretty all right game against the Bears. That it was eventually gonna crack because uh, Matt Nagy. Well, he even coached that game, but still, the Bears are just um um even more mediocre team than we are. So, with the news that well, the the key starters for the the Cardinals wasn't going to play in this game. This, Like I said in the preview last week, this could have gone either way. This could have either been a winnable game. We could have won two straight. We could have split the season series against Arizona. Or this could have been a super massive trap game. And guess which one I was right about. Yeah, I was so right about this being a massive trap. And it damn sure did turn out to be one. Oh, hell yes, it did. Guaranteed. It was a trap it was a trap for the 49ers and Kyle Shannon was like saying in the post uh conference 
the post-game press conference that uh, we, we had a good week of practice, and yet here you were getting your ass whooped by the G League Cardinals. So let's talk about this uh, this game, if you want to call it a game. And, you know, you had some promising things. And going into this game, too, for the 49ers, you had some key guys going back. You had George Kittle um, coming off IR. I think you also had uh, Kwan Williams coming back into this game. Um, I'm not sure. I think Trent Williams. I think Trent Williams was already back, but, you know, he's slowly starting to make his way back into the uh, lineup. I think uh, Jeff Williams. uh, No, Jeff Wilson Jr. um, was back. So... Oh, and Robbie Gold too. He was back in the lineup. So you got some guys. Everyone was slowly and surely starting to make their way back into um, the lineup. And yeah, you, you know, you hear that little spring. That means it could have been some uh, good things going on there. And you know, there were some decent things happening in that first drive. But uh, for whatever reason, the offensive line didn't protect Jimmy G, and the drive stalled. They forced a punt, and then. And the Cardinals eventually punted as well on their first drive. And, you know, the 49ers, you know, they seemed like they were going to get the ball moving. You know, they seemed to be doing good things on offense. Um, George Kittle, unfortunately, got the ball punched out of his hands. Um, you know, he, was, he had a good hurdle. He was moving the ball well. But then the ball got punched out. Um, and, you know, initially I thought, you know, I, I was like had a like wild reaction. It was like, George Kittle, what are you doing? You got to protect that football. But it just turns out that the Cardinals made a really good defensive play by really punching out. Like, George Kittle had that ball clutched uh, very well. It's just that the Cardinals made a good punch out of the ball. So I can't really knock uh, Kittle on that that well. I mean, it's his first career fumble in the NFL. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, The Cardinals would turn that turnover into a James Conner touchdown. Yeah, this would literally be the theme throughout the day. The Vortenander's inability to stop James Conner. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally the James Conner show uh, going forward. Um, after the 49ers had the punt, uh, the Cardinals got the ball back quickly. And, you know, they could have, uh, the Niners could have forced a three and out. But um, the refs, uh, they also played a role in this game. Um, I mean, we can't solely blame the refs, but, you know, they had a little bit of a part here, too, because um, the refs. You know, called a stupid ass face mask penalty on Eric Armstead when it was it clearly wasn't face mask. Like he had, you know, a little like here little in the neck area, and yet it was it was called a face mask on Eric Armstead when he tried to sack uh, Colt McCoy. Like really? Like we're we really doing this? So anyway, um the penalty uh, allowed the Cardinals, you know, to pull off a trick play because our secondary sucks ass. And Christian Kirk, you know, one of the backup wide receivers for the Cardinals, threw it to a dude uh, named, uh, I think it was like Wesley, like his last name was Wesley. Um, and he's he threw it deep, like they did like this uh, Philly special down deep um, to this Wesley guy and <laughs> got well deep into the red zone at the one yard line at that setup. Yeah, another James Conner touchdown. Yep. So it's very much more James Connery. Um, and it's already 14 to nothing in the first quarter. So the 49ers really had to pick up the slack on offense. They really had to, you know, match the intensity that the Cardinals were, for whatever reason, were providing. So here, the start of the second quarter, the Niners were finally picking it up on offense. And, like, this was good stuff that they were doing. They were moving downfield with George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Jimmy G, you know, he's still kind of having that 50-50 thing, you know, throwing the passes too high and the re- the receivers, you know, have to make adjustments because he, Jimmy G just loves to throw the ball so damn high that, you know, he wants to bust their kneecaps. Like, <laughs> like learn how to throw it in, like, you know, not, like not too high, not too low, but, you know, get that even balance, man. Come on. Like, this is one of the reasons why we lost Kittle for a couple games last year. And then eventually, at some point, you're going to get another one of your receivers hurt, man. And then, unfortunately, another fumble happened by Ayuk because uh, he fumbled the ball as well. And he gave it back to the Cardinals. Now, um, this fumble never would have happened because uh, Jimmy G, like I said earlier, he threw the ball too high. And Ren Ayuk had to make the adjustment to catch it 
high in the air um, because, you know, Jimmy G likes to bust the kneecaps. <laughs> and uh, are you, you know, he was in a precarious situation and he fumbled the ball. I mean, at least, you know, going ahead into the game, like, fortunately, he was fortunate that Kyle Shanahan, you know, didn't put him, like, in the, the doghouse and that uh, everyone was, you know, supposedly trying to claim. So that was good news. That was good news. So he stayed in the game going forward. Um, and then later on, the defense finally got a stop in the red zone. But here's where things get really stupid. This is where things get really, really dumb. Uh, Josh Norman, yeah, you remember from Carolina and Washington and even Buffalo. Yeah, the veteran corner, Josh Norman. Um, there was this whole scene, this whole penalty. Um for both him and Cliff Kingsbury. They were trash-talking one another. And the refer the referees were like, knock it off. And then things got so emotional, so heated. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, well, what was the reason for this to happen in the first place? Like, I think, I think it's because Josh Norman was, like, celebrating. Like, he was celebrating that they got to stop on third down. And for what? And for what? Your team was down 14 to nothing midway through the four, the second quarter. And you were in the red zone. You were about to go up 17. You were going to be down 17 to nothing, pardon me. And uh, and yet, you cost your team more, uh, more, more time. You cost your team more time. And not only that, a, a chance for them to, you know, <laughs> to give your team, uh, like, back the ball if like even more time and instead you give the cardinals another another set of downs dumb dick move dumb dick move by el bandero that's what they call him in the uh, mune football league i guess so really dumb dick move by josh norman he gets benched and rightfully so he should get re released at this point because uh yeah he's washed this shit so Another thing that happened was uh every everyone like everyone on defense um that you know while this was going on Josh Norman was like you know trying was trying to get at it with Cliff Kingsbury even more and it, the defense was trying to calm him down and Josh Norman was getting into it with his teammates like and they were tr they were like arguing with each other I'm like there is no like this is just showing that there's no leadership on this team there is absolutely none they're and they're bickering with one another it's like what happened to the discipline? What happened to the unity in this group? Did that go out the window when Robert Saleh uh, left to go join the New York Jets? Really? Really? So that's all it takes for the defense to suck ass? Like, goddamn. That is sad. That is really sad. So, um... It eventually becomes 17 to nothing, but I mean, there's a little bit of positive momentum going to the half. You know, the Niners get down the field. Uh, George Kittle um, hauls in a touchdown from Jimmy G. Uh, it comes 17 to seven, and you know, I thought to myself, okay, defense is playing like absolute shit. You know, they're imploding too. Um, emotions are running high, um, but you know, the offense, you know, they're not doing too bad. I mean, Jimmy G, yeah, he's kind of you know doing so-so things, uh, but you know, he's not doing incredibly stupid things you know he's not turning the ball over um i mean his offensive line is kind of playing like shit i mean actually they were playing like shit but you know he's getting the ball out quick i mean he's not like he's he's not the total problem in this game um but you know he's not ex exactly helping out too but i still thought at this point you know you're playing the g league cardinals you got off to a bad start maybe they can get back into this game but, you know, Kyle Shanahan and that coaching staff needed to light a fire in their asses. Uh, especially on the defense to put out a much better performance in the second half. So, you know, I'm, I went into halftime, wait for uh, the third the third quarter to start. And, you know, I tried to keep my expectation, expectations, you know, a little bit reasonable. Yeah, about that. <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, man. So, right out of the gate, uh, on the Cardinals' very first possession of the half... Um, they got the ball to start with. Um, James Conner gets a screen pass from Colt McCoy and literally just uh, runs away from the entire 49ers defense. And that includes a corn all-pro uh, linebacker, Fred Warner. Yeah, literally he ran away from 
Fred Warner um, for his third touchdown pass or reception, whatever, what run. James Conner got his overall third touchdown pass against this shitty 49ers defense. And I got to say, Fred Warner is not having a very good, very good year. You know, he got that big extension and yet he disappears. Like, this dude hasn't been, like, showing up. Like, where is he? Where is the all-pro Fred that we've been seeing for the last two years? Seriously. So, um, they, the 49ers, back on offense, um, you know, it's, they've been pretty much, like, nowhere to be found. Um, they reverted back to their uh, pre-first uh, half-ending selves. Um, Jimmy G was pretty much airmailing passes. Um, but it was not only just him, it was also the offensive line failing to protect him. Like as much as I rag on Jimmy G, you know, the offensive line doesn't do that. Hasn't been doing their part too, um, in protecting him in this game. So eventually the Cardinals get the ball right back and guess what they do? March right back down the red zone and some random running back. That's not James Conner. This dude named Eno Benjamin. Um, he literally just you know, squashed. He literally squashed uh, Drake Kirkpatrick like a jobber in pro wrestling on his way to a now 31-7 lead um, in favor of the Cardinals. Yeah, it was that kind of day. It was literally that kind of day for the 49ers. Um, But then um, you got to see a little bit of good things. There was a little bit of a silver lining. Um, George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk got some nice um, routes going. They were moving the ball well. And Brandon Ayuk, you know, finally caught a touchdown. Um, he got a nice ball from Jimmy G. And, you know, the deficit was cut a little bit, I guess, 31 to 14. I mean, it didn't make a big difference. But still, there was a little bit of silver lining. George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, especially Ayuk, you know, he's been like, everyone's been saying like, oh, why in the doghouse or Kyle Shanahan's putting him in, in like jail or like you know, the bench. But then here he comes like with his biggest opportunity yet, and you know he executes. He's doing really well, and I don't know why Shanahan uh, has been leaving him on the bench for so long. So I think this was really good progress by Ayuk. So then we get to the fourth quarter, and uh, the Niners eventually give the ball back. Um, and this is where things got kind of muddy for them. And this is where the um, lack of discipline, the lack of organization, um, lack of communication really settled in for the four, uh, for the red and gold. Um, because, like, you know, they failed to convert on third down um, in their next possession. And um, they were trying to decide what to do. You know, time was running down um, um, on, the, on the play clock, at least. And um, they were trying to decide um, if they wanted to kick a field goal. Um, with Robbie Gold because they were kind of in range. They could have kicked it. Robbie Gold has a strong leg. Um, but they decided to punt it. So, you know, why did it take that long? It was They were kind of disorganized on what to do. So It's just like, even then, why didn't you at least try to have Robbie Gold uh, try to kick it? Or why didn't they go for it on fourth down? It was a reasonable fourth down. I mean, you're down 31 to 14. You have nothing to lose at this point. I mean, you're you're gonna lose this game. <laughs> it's like you go all or nothing at this point. But no, they punt it. I mean, the Niners' defense finally forced another punt. Um, and uh, once they reached the goal line, um, the offense stalled, um, which was unfortunate. And they had to settle for three. And um, they got another punt in, and um, they got one more chance. And literally on the second pass of the possession, on their last possession, Jimmy Garbage Pail, classic Jimmy Garbage Pail, shows up and uh, he completed downfield to Buda Baker of the Cardinals. And that's how the game ends. Um, after a couple of uh, plays by the Cardinals, they nailed it down, the game over. So, overall, oh my god. I guess we really are wanting to play some West Coast good old-fashioned Bears football, Maggle. This was just really, really... This was even worse and really much more stupid than the Colts lost from two weeks ago. I mean, at least 
a couple weeks ago, you know, the defense was still doing all right. I mean, sure, um, they were committing a lot of stupid pass interference. Um, but, you know, the offense wasn't really doing anything at all. And then here we are. Here we are two weeks later. Um, the offense is not doing that bad. They're Sure, they're not helping out in trying to catch up with the Cardinals. I mean, Jimmy G wasn't, like, part of the problem. I mean, it's like, but he, again, he didn't help out in in trying to help the Niners like catch up or take the lead or anything but man that defense it's like it 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 just did not show up like what happened where was it all game so the Niners really had a chance you know to win against a Cardinals team that was pretty much a G League team no Kyler Murray um, no DeAndre Hopkins, no AJ Green, no JJ Watt, and you they later lost Chase Edmonds. But I mean, I guess that was a benefit for them because they got James Conner, and then they end up getting a undisciplined and totally unprepared 60 minutes of complete shit, all thanks to Kyle Shanahan. So, overall, you know, for those that are saying don't give up in the season because look at their rest of their schedule. They're playing the Jaguars, the Vikings, the Bengals, the Falcons, the Texans. We can make a playoff run. Bullshit. Bullshit. You really think the Niners with this team, uh, with this defense, the way that they performed on Sunday against the Cardinals, you really think that they can make a playoff run? And you really think that they get even against the worst of worst teams? I mean... Well, face it, the Texans suck, okay? Everyone except the Texans, they suck. But you really think that, you know, the Jagu- like the Jaguars, yes, they suck, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence, um, I mean, he's okay. He just has a shitty supporting cast. The Vikings, they're actually doing, they actually do well on the road. I mean, we all know what the Seahawks can do. The Bengals, well, they're in a very competitive division um, in the AFC North that, you know, it's all up for grabs. And uh, the Falcons, hey, they're not dead. They're not dead yet. Everyone thought they were dead back a couple weeks ago, and well, here they are. They are. I think they're above. They're above 500, or even at 500. And <laughs> the Titans, oh man, yeah, yeah, um, oof. And then you get the Rams twice. Nice. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. You're you're. Like for the fans, think for the 49er fans that really think that they can go undefeated the rest of the way, for the, for the fans that really think that they can really knock on the back door of the playoffs, you know, only to get trounced by whoever the two seed is. You're just like the 49ers this year. You really are just like the team on the field that goes out there and plays this shit, mediocre and blind as shit from the truth, from from me and all the other honest 49er fans telling you this you're blind you really are blind i mean you can you can uh have the optimism sure i i i'm not gonna stop you from having that sure but i'm just telling you right now don't be like don't be sad don't be like don't don't be like i don't know kind of like in denial that oh 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 no 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 we can still make the playoffs like and don't don't be like don't be angry that they don't eventually make the playoffs because in reality, when that eventually officially happens, I'll be here saying, well, here we are. The 49ers officially missed the playoffs. And, well, we'll see what happens with Kyle Shanahan. So, with that, with all that said, let's finally talk about some winners and losers real quick. I mean, not real, not many winners here, but, I mean, there's a couple. You know, there's, there were some silver linings here. Um, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, um, you know, in their, in Ayuk's like first, like actual game time. I mean, sure. He's been in game, but you know, he hasn't been really involved. This is his first actual game involvement. I mean, yeah, the Niners were playing from behind. They really need Ayuk to show up. Um, and like this, this game in the bears game, he really showed out. Um, Jimmy G was finding him. Um, Ayuk was running his routes well and getting open and he was like, going past the defenders really good like he's showing his elusiveness and speed um and he was catching the ball really well i mean that one fumble like yeah i think 
that showed that he was, you know, kind of having a slow start, but then he overcame that. He really had a real, a, a really good game in what was like pretty much a lost game already. And then George Kittle, you know, came off IR. Like, I think Matt Miyoko or Kyle Shanahan was saying that, you know, he's going to be on a limited uh, a snap count, but I didn't see no limited snap count. And even then, he looked pretty good coming off uh, IR. And obviously, Elijah Mitchell, um, he still looks like he's going to be the lead back um, beyond this season. Um, and, you know, he's looking pretty good. He's looking pretty good. Um, he's able to get past uh, some of the tougher run defenses. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Niners just let Raheem Mostert go. And, you know, they got to let Trey Sermon get a chance here um, with Mitchell. Because um, if they let uh, Sermon play and he proves that he can be the uh, the guy behind uh, Elijah Mitchell, this can be a good dangerous backfield here. And then the losers. Well, obviously, it's just about almost everybody, almost everybody else on this team. I mean, aside from the offense being total shit, um, the entire defense was just completely shit in this game, especially Josh Norman. <laughs> I mean, look at like this defense let James Conner literally run over their asses. They literally did. Like, so bad that I could have awarded the Cardinals as winners in this game because, well, they didn't have uh, their key starters and, you know, they stepped into the challenge and um, game planned around that. I guess they knew going to this game that they were going to have their starters and um, they were like, you know, trying to make the illusion to the 49ers that, oh, we might, we may or may not have Kyler Murray. And they were, and then I just assumed that they were going to have Kyler Murray. And then, here they are. So, the entire defense was just not expecting James Conner to run over them. This was, like, this was just, like, them. This was just, like, the Cardinals um, using the NFC Championship game the 49ers had two years ago and using it against them. <laughs> like, literally. This was literally this game. Like, how did the 49ers, were not, how were they not ready for that? Really? And then the offensive line. Um, like they, they allowed five sacks on, on Jimmy G. They let, let, they let Jimmy G get sacked five times when last week they didn't let him get sacked at all. So I don't know what, what exactly happened here. I think they, the loss of Mike McGlinchey really hurt them when McGlinchey sucked to begin with. Um, so I, I guess that was a really big loss. And then, yeah, here he's back on the shit list. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> I, I really don't know how you prepare your teams for games these days. I really don't. But whatever you're doing, it's not working, man. It is not working at all. Because um, they're looking unprepared, unproductive. Um, your coordinators, um, especially like the Mako Ryans, I, I don't mean to shit on him, but it's like, like they don't look prepared. They don't look ready to play. Um, the offense, I mean, looks all right. But it's like Shanahan's still calling the same plays over and over, and then it took him like you know a seven a seventeen nothing lead or like a quick fourteen and nothing lead to finally realize oh I gotta run away from the the runs in the middle or or the check down Charlies that he always likes to do with uh, garbage fail and uh, Elijah Mitchell. So all in all. <laughs> This was just bad. This was just really, really bad. The defense was uh, really bad. They also imploded uh, emotionally because, uh, you know, they couldn't keep their emotions in check. And <laughs> if you if this isn't a big indication that Kyle Shannon is on the hot seat, then you're out of your mind. Um, and this is even with, you know, that big contract extension that they got uh, a, couple, uh, a couple years ago. So my takeaways from this game. Uh... After this Rams game that we're going to be talking about in just a bit, it's time to start Trey Lance. It really is time to start Trey Lance. And it's also time to start these rookies, man. Like, where is Aaron Banks? Where is Ambry Thomas? Where is Demontre Lamore? Lenore, whatever his name is. Time to start Trey Sermon. Uh, time to feature Telefunga Hufunga even more in this uh, team. It's like, I want the whole... I, of course, I want the whole world... To see how shit, how terrible the 49ers defense really is on prime on on a prime time national television audience, as if the you know the one 
from a couple weeks ago against the Colts, and especially the one against the Packers on Sunday Night Football wasn't enough. Oh, you're going to really see it on Monday night against the Rams. And then once all that's said and done, and I know I'm being like pretty overreactive, but this Rams team that now just has Odom Beckham and whether or not they have him ready for to go, um, whether he's you know intensively studied that playbook, um, ready to go on Monday night, like Odell Beckham or not, this Ram team is gonna kick their ass. They're really gonna kick them at their ass so bad that we could be seeing another Monday night massacre. So once that's all said and done, um, it's time to put Jimmy G aside. You know, don't it's it's not worth playing him anymore. I mean, unless you want to increase his trade value for whatever reason. Um, I mean, might as well just release his ass already. Um, time, to, time to release Josh Norman. Time to release Drake Kirkpatrick. Um, because they've been shit all year. And um, let these rookies play. Like, we've only seen Trey Lance. We've only seen Elijah Mitchell play. Um, you know, with you know Mitchell playing most of this season. And, like I said, the Niners have a favorable schedule the rest of the way and you know they may not win some of these games i mean on paper when we talked about the season um in our season preview you know they had a chance they had a chance to win some of these games like you know the Bengals, the vikings uh the falcons you know those looked like winnable games early in the seat like before the season even started and even the jaguars that <laughs> that game could have that could easily be winnable still but, you know, look at it now, the way the Niners secondary, the defense is playing. Um, you know, if the offense still is rolling Jimmy G against the Jaguars. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, are you sure? You th- you sure? You, you Niners fans really think that they still can make a playoff run? They, they can still make a push for that wild card? Really? Really? With this schedule? So, time to stop thinking playoffs. Really stop time, time to stop thinking playoffs. Let these... Let these guys like Trey Lance, Trey Sermon, Ambry Thomas, and let Aaron Banks play. I mean, isn't that why John Lynch drafted them? I mean, how how can you tell if they're ready for the NFL when you don't let them play? When you don't let them develop on the field? I mean, look at Mac Jones. And like he he is sure, he still has some things to work on, but he looks he looks ready. He is looks ready. Like, sure. Again, he makes some mistakes and I mean, I wish Bill Belichick would let him throw the ball more. But how can you know that these guys are ready to play? Or how can you know that they're good or not if you don't let them play? This is the time to let them play. Especially when you're so well out of the NFC West race. You're probably likely well out of the wild card hunt. Even if the NFC is pretty weak this year. But you're, you clearly haven't shown that the Niners clearly haven't shown that they're going past the wild card round. So might as well develop these rookies. Might as well. And then I think it's time to put Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch on the hot seat. And let's face it, the Super Bowl season from 2019 is starting to look like an asterisk at this point. And I hate to, I hate to say it. I really hate to say it. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for it. I know it sounds hot. Um, but you can no longer excuse injuries. You can no longer excuse even bad quarterback play from Jimmy G. Because there's just so much talent on this roster that this should not be happening. This should really not be happening from Shanahan. And the fact that John Lynch and Shanahan decided to keep Jimmy garbage fail. Um, his big contract this offseason, not let him go. Um... You know, and not and not use that money to build depth behind the second behind the secondary this past offseason, you know, keeping uh what was his name? Jason Verrett and not building on that. It 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 now that that looks like a really big red flag now. And let's also not forget the fact that they decided to keep Jimmy Garbage fail over Tom Brady. You know. Tom Brady, you know, one of the best, if not the best of all time. This, like he could, he could have brought, like as much as I like prefer Montana Joe Montana over Tom Brady. At least Tom Brady could have brought, like his hometown, uh, his home state 
a Super Bowl already. He could have done it. But the Niners were like, nope. We're going to stick with... Shanahan wants to stick with Jimmy Garbage Fail. So, I don't know. I think it's time to stop high-stepping on uh, Shanahan, Shanahan Lynch. It's I think their, their seats are pretty hotter than, than we think. And... Last but not least, as if I didn't say it already, as if I didn't say it already, it's time to stop thinking about the damn playoffs. Stop stop it. Stop it. And time to put away the shiny toy that is Jimmy Garbage Fail. Stop thinking about his precious winning record when they're on the field. He sucks. Okay? Sure, he looked fine on Sunday. And he didn't turn the ball over. But long term... It, it he has to go. He has to go. And as for the playoffs, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Not with Jimmy Garbage fail. Not with an atrocious secondary. And especially with not super conservative play calling from Kyle Shanahan. And I like it. I know anything can happen in the NFL. And and who knows? Out of nowhere, maybe the Fortnite will start playing well. Like I said, anything can happen. But from the way this is trending, I don't think so. So, all I can say is, just play the rookies after the Rams game on Monday night. Just focus on that. Focus on, there's always next year. Like, the 49ers, like, <laughs> is there, like, is there anything really looking forward to next year besides Trey Lance's second year, hoping that he breaks out? Um, and then, you know, hoping that the Niners, you know, get something in the uh, second round of the draft next year. Because, well... You know, Kyle and John decided to, you know, throw the farm to the Miami Dolphins for, um, you know, the next two drafts with the first round picks. So you bet they better hope something that's, you know, a gem in the second in the second round. So I don't know. I just hope that, you know, Shanahan for the, like the next couple of weeks doesn't micromanage Trey Lance, you know, and hopefully like we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know. If these losses continue to happen, well, Jed, Lord, Jed York, um, if he has the balls to do it, he might have to start considering finding a head coach that won't micromanage shit, um, doesn't have a big-ass ego, um, well, unless you haven't learned from that yet, and a GM that you know can get healthy and can provide a productive supporting cast around Trey Lance. So, overall... This this Cardinals loss was just really really embarrassing. The worst loss, no doubt, of Kyle Shanahan's tenure with the 49ers, and uh, like there's just no excuses. No excuses can be made um, for him whatsoever. None. Like I don't I don't want to hear it. I really don't. I really don't. And you you can you can try to in the comments whether it's on YouTube or on social media. But, I mean, I still stand by what I say, okay? Okay. So, with that being said, let's talk about the 49ers Week 10 game against another NFC West opponent and the LA Rams. Yeah. On a Monday night, this is going to be very, very long and painful and downright ugly for the red and gold. Are you ready for a Monday night? Are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. You know, like SmackDown. Are you ready for a massacre? Dun, 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 dun. Are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. Are you ready for the Rams to whoop on that candy red and gold ass? You know, thankfully, thankfully, um, I have work during, uh, this Niners game on Monday. Um, so I don't get home till at least the second half. So if the Niners are getting their ass whooped, um, I, I'm, I'm probably a, a certain that I didn't miss much. Um, but you know, like I said, anything can happen in the NFL. I mean, we've seen crazier things in week nine already, and we've already certainly seen a crazy result with, um, the Dolphins, uh, pretty much shutting down Lamar Jackson. On Thursday night. So again, we, anything can happen. But uh, I'm not getting my hopes up with uh, this game, and that is because uh, the LA Rams are coming into this game all pissed off as hell. 
<laughs> yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this uh, upcoming game between the LA Rams and the 49ers in week 10. So the LA Rams are heading into this uh, Monday night matchup, this uh, big uh, critical matchup for both teams. Um, let's start off with the LA Rams. The LA Rams, you know, they're 7-2 and two, um, heading into this uh, NFC West matchup. They're coming off a kind of a big loss to the Tennessee Titans that saw Matthew Stafford get harassed all night long against a Tennessee defense that, you know, performed surprisingly well. Um, they picked off Matthew Stafford twice, including a pick six. And uh, the defense, the Rams defense didn't get to Ryan Tenhill that much, um, aside from a sack and an interception. And that was it. So other than that, they're like both sides were pretty quiet all night long. I mean, Cooper Cup um, on the offensive side, um, you know, he still had that um, one-to-one connection with Matthew Stafford, but other than that, it was pretty like quiet. It was pre- pretty quiet on all fronts, and the Rams were just held to um, nine points from Matt Gay. That was all their production came from um, against a suddenly <laughs> like a suddenly god uh, Titans defense on Sunday night. But despite that loss, um, they still have a very talent a very talented team. You know, that can't be understated. I mean, sure, they lost to the Cardinals, like, big in week four. But, you know, they they haven't lost two consecutive. And, you know, that could change. That could change. But this group is very talented. And it's clear that they're going all in to host that Super Bowl in their home stadium in L.A., that fancy SoFi. Um, Matthew Stafford's a very good quarterback. Um, and he's very much, like, I guess he was kind of that, that missing piece. Um, that the Rams needed on offense that Jared Goff just wasn't providing. Um, again, like we saw on Sunday night, um, you know, there just some um, emotional attachment um, in Matthew Stafford that he brought over from the Lions. So <laughs> I guess that's something to expose for the 49ers, I guess. Um, but this offense, nonetheless, has really helped um, Cooper Cup. You know, he's starting to, like, he, I mean, he was already a, a good wide receiver, but he's become a really good wide receiver. You know, he's like, he's really separated himself from the defense. He, you know, he runs his routes really well and he can catch the long bomb from Matt Stafford. So he's pretty damn good. And then the supporting cast of Daryl Henderson, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, and now fucking Odell Beckham Jr. Like he just signed over there after game released from the Browns. Like my goodness. My goodness. And then the offensive line, um, aside from Sunday night, has played pretty well. They protected uh, Matt Stafford, you know, fairly, fairly well. But that offense is very dangerous. It is so, so damn dangerous. Uh, the defense is a also a strong suit for the Rams as well. Um, the secondary, it, it can still use a little tying up outside of Jalen Ramsey. Um, but that front seven... Um, it is like tough as shit. Is like they got a good, they got a strong run defense, um, and then they they can get to the quarterback um, pretty pretty well. Um, Aaron Donald's having another good year, and then they just added well Von Miller of the De- uh, from the Denver Broncos. So they got a Super Bowl MVP um, to come, and they got via a trade. So clearly, they're going all in. So all in all, both sides have been doing their roles pretty well and has led to a balanced attack for the LA Rams as for the 49ers <laughs> oh man we've discussed it so much but I'm just going to condense it down here they have lost they have lost four of their last five games um, including this past week's even more embarrassing shitter to the G League practice squad Arizona Cardinals at home that didn't have Kyler Murray that didn't have DeAndre Hopkins that didn't have AJ Green that didn't have Chase Edmonds uh, on the very first snap for the Cardinals. Uh, like, can this get even more embarrassing for a Niners team that has so much talent um, on the roster? So the 49ers and their their fans, like, we, they can't use injuries. Like, they, they can't really, they can't use injuries. We only had a, a few major injuries this year. Raheem Mostert, Jason Verrett. Like those are the those were the only two oh um Javon Kinlaw those are the only three major injuries this year, like what where's the injury card now, like the the secondary sucks so bad, and that 
they've been committing like pass interference like on a regular basis and they can't they can't cover for shit uh jimmy garbage fail aside from this week i mean he protected the ball fairly well he he generally throws the passes so damn high that the ankles of his receivers you know they get hurt and he he can't get out, he can't move out of the pocket most of the time and he's just a general generally a not so great quarterback so all in all this is a total team effort of all season mediocrity and disappointment that makes kind of like makes the the bears like kind of, kind of decent this <laughs> is because of all the things i mentioned so we're kind of like becoming the west coast style of bears football so they head into this key matchup with the rams you know clearly still trotting out that very bad secondary that consists of well two washed ass players in Drake kirkpatrick and josh norman and you know pl- players that we've been having that are just not living up to expectations um and obviously they'll have to rely on jimmy garbage fail to in a game that they're probably gonna have to throw pretty much nearly all game long because well the rams are gonna be pissed as shit and they're gonna be like taking advantage of that secondary by throwing it to cooper cup robert woods and if he plays beckham yeah so keys to victory for the rams uh that offensive line needs to protect uh matt safford from nick boza i mean boza at this point is the only thing generating pass rush so I think this offensive line should have no problem uh, protecting Matthew Stafford. I mean, the the O line for the Rams has been pretty strong um, this season. Um, and then, like I said before, the Rams have to attack the uh, through the air because um, the Niners' run defense, even with um, a not so um, a so-so um, run defense, you know, they can they they're still pretty exposable um, through the air. So. Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, uh, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, uh, Matthew Stafford had no problem like spreading the ball around to just about everybody in this game. And then on the de- on the defensive side, um, you get like you gotta j- if you gotta blitz Jimmy Garbage fail. Like he, he is not moving around that pocket. Um, and if he does, it's not that far. It is really not that far. Um, and Von Miller is expected to play in this game, so the Rams are going to have a field day with this one. And if the 49ers want to have a chance at upsetting the Rams in whatever way and preventing a massacre um, on Monday night, and in in an absolute primetime, like they want to prevent an absolute primetime national televised embarrassment, not just from their home fans, um, live, in person, but also around the world. Um... Kyle Shanahan can't micromanage Jimmy G in that offense with middle run plays, check downs, none of that like small time bullshit. That Rams defense is too strong and they're too smart for that. Um, and then they'll know that's going to be so predictable that they can like shut that down real quick and they can even pick off Jimmy G. Um, Shanahan has to get aggressive. They got to let Jimmy G throw it deep downfield. They got to let him take more chances. Um, they gotta get more people involved other than just the their big three and hasty uh, not not hasty which he should be getting more involved in anyway um their big three in Debo Samuel Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle as well as uh, Elijah Mitchell so they, they have to get aggressive and they gotta you know try some things to throw off the Rams because you gotta this is like the 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 season the season on the line game. This is this is the game, like that could make or break the Niners' season. Like I pretty much said it, it like a couple times, like um, that this this is their game to like continue their season. But this is pretty much the one. If they lose this one, it's over. It is over. They're they are done. They they should not be thinking playoffs any longer. And I know they should not be thinking. They shouldn't have been thinking playoffs as soon as they lost to the Colts. But. Like, if they lose this game, they really shouldn't be thinking about playoffs. And uh, I guess going forward, um, with this keys to victory, uh, the offensive line has to protect Jimmy G at all costs because, um, yeah, that uh, front four is going to go hard. They're going to be pressuring him. Uh, they're going to be, like, going, they're going to be going to attack um, 
a, a pretty, pretty uh, beat up uh, line that I don't think even Trent Williams can like protect because that right side of the line, uh, the offensive line is pretty weak. Um, and the secondary, like, like they, they just, they, they gotta find, they gotta wake up. They have to find a way to, you know, show up when it matters most. I mean, I think Jimmy Ward, their safety, their, their top safety, their front safety is coming back, um, to play this game, but I don't, I don't really think it'll make a difference. I really don't. I mean, he's really going to do all that much. To help out, is he really? So, their defensive coordinator, Domingo Ryan's, they have to get, they have to do something. They have they have to do whatever it takes. They have to do they have to he has to make a game plan for his defense to do better to do to do better in a must win game in, in a game that I personally don't think the Niners will win, but for whatever reason, some people will. But all in all, uh, yeah, the Niners are probably not going to win in what will probably be a massacre by the Rams. A very pissed off Rams team on Monday night. And um, once they lose this game, like I mentioned time and time again, it's time to start the rookies in Jacksonville. It's time to start Trey Lance and all those guys in Jacksonville. And it's rookies all the way for the rest of the season. But that is my preview of uh, that's my preview of the uh, upcoming game against the LA Rams on Monday night. I really hate the NFL for uh, putting this game in prime time, um, especially now considering where the Niners stand. But let me know how you feel about uh, this Monday night game against the Rams. And I know I'm pretty pessimistic as all hell um, going to this game, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And again, luckily I'm working in the first half of this game. So at least I don't get to see the massacre that's about to unfold. But let me know how you feel about this uh, upcoming game, however you can. And let me know how you feel um, about this embarrassing week week 9 loss against the Arizona Cardinals. But that is it for this uh, recap episode for the 49ers on Very Cold Lasagna. I am your host, Dylan Lasagna. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. interesting and rant filled episode um for my 49ers and hopefully (laughs) next week won't be as rant filled but um it probably will um when we recap uh another 49ers game that will probably be ending in a blowout but that is it for this episode i am dylan lasagna signing out of this show Uh, make sure to listen and watch uh, a very cold lasagna wherever you can and however you can with youtube Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, anywhere, anywhere you can. And follow the show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Very Cold Lasagna. And as always, keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports. Very cold in the fridge, tasty as a hot, hot lasagna that's just very frozen and cold as ice. Anyway, until next time, peace out.